Good evening, guys. Uh, hope you're all well and uh, ready for this evening. There's that the day. <laughs> uh, I was coming out of the uh, prayer room, and uh, I was thinking that they, um, I'm having some bodyguards here at church. Then I was like, wow, it's good to be missed. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, I was listening to Elijah Tiso this morning as he was preaching. Uh, preaching on the topic about uh, a unified church. And uh, as I was listening, I got a glimpse of quite a lot of things that he was saying. And uh, many of those things, I can surely say, they truly relate to the situation that the church is in today. Nonetheless, I realized also, we as the so-called Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a lot of work to do. People out there need Christ and people out there need to know who Christ truly is. So I want to share with you today just a simple matter, which is entitled Trusting the Miracle Worker, which is Jesus. And I would like to open up with the scriptures from the book of Mark, chapter 9, if you can place them for me on the screen there. I'd like to read them from the NIV Bible. Teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop verse 39 because he was not one of us do not stop him jesus said for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me for whoever is not against us is for us truly i tell you Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because of you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. End of scripture. What I picked up from there was John's hesitation. And he thought of everything that everything that should happen, every miracle that should happen, it should happen within this pack of disciples. Not out of, but within this pack. Forgetting that Jesus also said that there are some other sheep who are not in this pasture, but they are out there and doing the works, these mighty works, these mighty miracles. But John's focus was only, it's only the 12, 13 with the Lord Jesus that can do these mighty miracles and no one else. And in my mind, it came to pass that uh, there are some people who judge others and who look at others as people who cannot perform the things Jesus has proclaimed to perform. If you're not in church, if you're not in fountain, if you're not in Mission Well Church as the Vineyard Church, you can't do the things that are done within the scriptures. It means you're not belonging here. 
Now, Jesus is revealing to him something so miraculous that for as long as he mentions the name, because I believe also that at the mention of the name Jesus, as the scripture says, it says there, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord. So those are the things that we as the church, we need to realize that we are not canned up or closed up or bottled up into believing that these things should happen only here. Yes, I know there are some people who are going around with the, these things of a miracle money, miracle healings, and all those things you have to pay for. Did you know that? There are some people who will tell you, uh, take out your cell phones, a miracle is about to happen. And all of a sudden, this is all an act of money laundering. They are just trying to clear themselves off. Then you see people say, I've received, I've received, I've received. They don't know the source of these things. Now we as the church, we've got a capability. We've got a chance to teach the people out there, the world out there, that what Jesus says is what is approved in his word. What Jesus does is what also is approved in his word. Because he himself is the word. And he himself is a miracle worker. For a person like me who has worked with Sangomas, uh, I was an assistant of a Sangoma. I think I've told you that story uh, time and time again. I, I thought everything was about this muti. This muti is special and the certain muti is special. And I would see different colors of bottles of muti there. And I would say, hey, this sangoma of mine is so powerful. Little did I realize that when I enter the room where he prepares the muti, I will see what exactly is going on in there. I don't know whether you, you, you've seen or you know about these things that are called uh, food coloring stuff. I would see a green bottle, a red bottle, a yellow bottle, and uh, someone like a blackish sort. I thought to myself, it was different mutis. No, these things are, it's only uh, a one mixture. But he uses these food colorings to change the color. Then it's then that I realized there's no power in this thing. He would always say, drink a half a cup. In everything, drink a half a cup. You will never hear a spoon or a teaspoon or whatsoever. Drink always a half a cup, half a cup of these things then you will get well. Little did I realize that the power for each and everyone's healing is in the tip of his tongue or her tongue. The muti that we are preparing is useless because the muti itself is created by God. And the only person who has the power to heal is Jesus. Which is why he told John today in this scripture that no man, do not excommunicate this guy. Do not stop this guy. Do not stop this person. Because anyone who speaks of my name, anyone who announces my name, is one of us. 
is with us. He's walking with us. And yesterday, I also realized something. I believe most of us who were watching the rugby match, okay, let me get uh, 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 hands up all those who were watching the rugby match yesterday. That is good. You know, I realized when Sia Kolisi was benched, it took him eight minutes to sit down, is it? Am I right? Eight minutes he was sitting down, given a yellow card. Ten. Ten minutes. He was given ten minutes. And I was wondering to myself, why is this guy looking up and looking at the game? And he was like sitting like this. I felt he was panicking. And you could see this, and he could see the guys of New Zealand. They are pushing their way in. They want to make a try at all, by all means. And I was wondering, what is this guy doing? My focus left the game, and I was focused on Sia Colisi. And I believe many of us here didn't realize why he was doing that. But in the end, when the ref blew the whistle, blew the whistle, he started kissing his wrist. Did you notice it? He started kissing his wrist. I said, what is this guy doing? Because my focus was no longer now at the match or at the game. Little did I realize that the bandage that he had in his hands was written, Jesus. By the time he was looking up, surely he was calling the miracle maker. And by the time he was watching the game, surely he was inviting the miracle worker, do this miracle again. You did it with France. You did it with England. Now do it again with England, with, with, with New Zealand. Because we want to see you as the God that you are as the Jesus that you are, as the man who makes the impossible possible. And he made it possible for South Africa to win and to lift the trophy for the fourth time. To prove that we are led in our national rugby squad by a man who believes in Jesus. So, which means now, what I'm seeing today and what I'm seeing in myself and what I'm seeing in other people sitting here today is that Jesus knows no boundaries. Jesus can be in the soccer field. Jesus can be in the rugby field. Jesus can be in the uh, in a cricket field. Because he is the only one who is a miracle maker. So by today, ladies and gentlemen, I always tell myself, and I always told myself, even in the past, I was given two choices at home. Either to focus on the traditions and norms of our family, or rather focus on this Jesus of mine that I've uh, received. And it took time for me to realize I'm being as communicated. And I had to go out and pray and ask Jesus as my miracle maker. And I was not yet a firm believer during those days. I was just uh, going to church, attending church each and every Sunday. But when I came back, I said to my mom, I've made my choice. And she asked me, what choice have you made? I said, I choose Jesus. Then she told me straight, you're lost. 
But little did I realize that my mother has never been to church for all the years of my life up till this year. But she could see Jesus being active in our lives. She could see Jesus doing things in our lives. She could see Jesus lifting us up from bankruptcy into getting a job. She could see Jesus lifting us up with no children into having children. She saw all those miracles. But her heart was still hard. Same as John. At this present moment, he only believed these things should be happening only in our circle, not out of our circle, right here in our circle. And nowhere else. Which is why today I'm still saying, as the church, we've got a huge responsibility. And the Bible states it clear that if the builder doesn't build the house, those who build the house will labor in vain. And if we don't build Christians out there, if we don't proclaim his word out there, those we don't proclaim his word to, they are leading themselves, they are going to death. One by one they are dying. One by one they are falling. Come on, I've seen preachers preaching the word to find out all along. They get powers from somewhere. They get miracles from somewhere. I've seen people being uh, taken out of, being lifted up from their wheelchairs. Little did I know and little did I realize they didn't use the exact miracle worker, which is Jesus. They used powers from somewhere. So we have a lot of tasks to do. We've got a lot of work to do. I invite you one day or maybe 2024 to come and see how Mission Vale is. Some of you maybe have seen Mission Vale. Some of you maybe want to still see Mission Vale. But what I can tell you, one guy said to me, your area, the area that you're preaching in, is a devil's ground. I said, watch this space. Let's see if 2024 will you be calling Mission Vale the devil's ground again. Because what I have in my mind is that the miracle worker, when we proclaim his name in Mission Vale, whether in the clinics, whether out of the clinics, whether in the streets, whether out of the streets, the one thing that I know, he will change the situation of Mission Vale into becoming a situation where the Holy Spirit will reside, where his word will reside, where his people will see him for who he truly is. Because that's my intention, that's my prayer. Every morning when I wake up, I make sure that I stretch my hand towards Mission Vale, towards the entire Mission Vale, and say, Lord, they need your salvation. They need your grace. They need your word. And Holy Spirit, take over. Because I trust Jesus to be the miracle worker. And honestly, to, to, to speak honestly with you, alongside, I, would see, I, I woke up one day, I could see my neighbors, they are using muti. Three o'clock in the morning, it's their time. And I, it happened that I woke up three o'clock in the morning and went outside. I was seeing this gentleman, he was blowing this thing, it's like a small horn. He's blowing, he's speaking to this thing. 
And I had one thing in my mind. Your word, Lord. Your word, Lord. Help us preach your word. Don't allow us to preach about our things or our luxurious things. Allow us to proclaim your word. Because you can do miracles in Mission Bay. You can change the situation of Mission Bay into becoming a kingdom situation. And only your word can do that. Only your word. And I've realized that in all that we do as the church, there are some things that we really miss out. And I've also realized as we miss out those things, it's not because of our cause. It is because many are the afflictions of men. But I trust one thing. As we are afflicted, the Lord delivers us from those afflictions. He's able to deliver us. He's able to take us out. And he's able to make us the beacons of light in our cities, in our areas, in our streets. Because we walk not alone but with the miracle worker, Jesus Christ. I've lost quite a number of things in my life. I've lost quite a number of friends in my life. But I ended up saying I'm comfortable where I am. As long as I'm with Jesus, as my Lord and my personal Savior. That is enough for me. That is good for me. And I pray that the Lord will allow me to use the gift that he has given me so that others can follow him. So that others can rely on him. I've seen people spending so much money, so much uh, cash. They are trying to gain powers. They are trying to gain comfort from the world. And I still maintain to say the world has nothing to offer. But Jesus has got a lot to offer. Only if you or anyone in this world will open up their mouths and open their hearts and receive him as Lord. I've seen Jesus turning a shipping queen into becoming a born-again Christian. I've seen Jesus turning a sangoma into becoming a born-again Christian. Meaning nothing can stop him. Nothing can stop him. Because he is and he will remain the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Lastly, the scripture of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. Verse 2. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. 
this we need. The gifts that we are given freely, they should be in full operation through the Holy Spirit. We don't need to see gimmicks here. We don't need to see people who are acting as if they know or they want, uh, they understand everything. I remember one time Tata said to me, you know, we are still Christians under constructions. We are still being built up. And I always say to the guys, you know, you might be down. You might feel down. Or you might see yourself down. But let me tell you this. God is not done with you yet. Though you see yourself as being defeated. Though you see yourself as, as powerless. Having the miracle worker in your life. Jesus Christ. God is not done with you yet. You are still a Christian in process. You are still like gold coming from the grounds into its purification. You are still being prepared for greater things, for greater exploits. But the only thing that remains to be, uh, to, to be taken good care of is, that, is the Jesus within us. Our focus should be nothing on nothing else but Jesus. And as the Holy Spirit gives us the strength. You know, I, 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 I remember back in 2005, there were these guys who were always saying, holy, holy. I, I, I failed to understand what's all in this. And they, they were like wearing these uh, gowns like dresses. So they, they will always uh, put some sticks and uh, do these things. It's like, uh, I don't know whether they are fainting or they are being choked. Holy, holy. I, I don't know. I, I, I seriously don't know what they were doing. Then I, I, I said, I, I, I approached one of the guys and I asked, what's with this thing? I can see it works for you. What's happening? He said, no, man. You, you need to be filled in with the spirit. I said, what spirit? No, the, the, the spirit of God. I said, okay. What if it, it takes me about uh, two years? He said, no, 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 no. Just believe, man. Just believe. Just believe. The very same guy who was doing this thing, holy, holy. Then we, we went home. The, the following week, I, I hear a story about this guy. This guy, he's an armed robber. But he was the holy. I said, now where is the holiness? Which is why I stand to say today, we shouldn't follow on man's footsteps. We need to follow on Jesus Christ's steps. He is the Lamb of God. When I was staying in a shack, he became my Lord. I was counting years, 14 years staying in a shack, but I was still saying he's Lord. When I lost my first kid in 2002, I was saying he's Lord. When I lost my second kid in 2005, I was still saying he's Lord. And when I lost my third kid in 2009, I was saying he is Lord. And when I lost my jobs, I didn't have a job, I didn't have no money, I was bankrupt, I was still saying he's Lord. And he is the miracle maker. When we started a small church, a church in Mission Bay in a shack, and people left, I still was saying, He's Lord. 
And when the people were insulting us, giving us names and doing all sorts of things, saying, no, man, there's no church like that. These people are like, are doing this thing. It's nonsensical. I said, still, he's Lord. He is a miracle worker. One day is one day. He will lift me up from this deep muddy clay and he will plant my feet on the king's highway. I will walk with kings. I will speak with kings. I will preach to kings. I will speak, preach to millionaires and billionaires because I know him to be the miracle worker. The only thing I need to do is to follow the scripture. Trust in the Lord. And lean not on my own understanding. That's what I did. I looked at my understanding. I looked at the Lord. I said, I cannot rely on this. I need to rely on him. Because he is the miracle worker. When people say there's no more, he said there's more. When people say you can't be healed, he said you will be healed because I'm the healer. When people say the doors are closed for you, remember, I, I, I was telling myself, every time I read a newspaper, the, the, you will see the, the, the job application, they say, I'm 18 up to 35 years old. Then beyond 35, you don't get employment. But the miracle worker came to my rescue. At age 40 in 2018, I was called in for a permanent employment to prove that Jesus is Lord and he is the miracle worker. All we need to do is to trust in him, believe in him, focus on him. That's why the Bible says, run the race that is set before you and fix your eyes in the author and the finisher of our faith, which is Jesus, the miracle worker. Stop being a crying baby here. Every day, no, man, there's Jesus in your life. Jesus has got a lot in store for you. I, I couldn't believe by this time of the year, I'll still be married to this woman. For 28 years, we've known each other. Then people will ask, how did you make it possible? I said, Jesus made it possible. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. Trust him. Trust the miracle worker. Trust in God in all you do. That's all I need to share today. Trust in him. There are so many people out there. They talk the talk of Jesus, but they don't live the life or the life of Jesus. They are not examples of what they say. They preach the word. They even write the word in their what, WhatsApp statuses. TikTok, they preach the word. Twitter, they preach the word. But the thing is, when storms come, they run away. They forget about the miracle worker. I always say to myself, storms may come and go. But the Lord is my rock, my everlasting rock. Trials may come and go, but I'll never take away my trust in the Lord. With that being said, <laughs>
I want to challenge you. You are here today. You are here. It's not a mistake for you being here today. You've relied so much on what other people say and not in the word. You've always been listening to what Tema is saying and not knowing his downfalls or his mistakes. Now I challenge you today. Trust the miracle worker. If you are here, you are saying, there are sometimes I become weak. I'm telling you, you need Jesus, the miracle worker. That's all you need. If you are here, you're saying, as I'm saying, I become weak at times. I'm here to state to you today, you need the miracle worker. Can I pray with you? I've seen so many obstacles in my life. I've seen so many challenges in my life. And I'm standing still, saying Jesus is still Lord. He will never change. Families can change. People can change. The world can change. But Jesus remains the same. If you are here, you want to say, okay, you, you are saying, I want to revive my trust in the Lord Jesus. Can I quickly see you lifting up your hand? Let's pray together. I'm also not tough. I'm also a weakling. But I trust Jesus. If you are here, you say, hey, Temba, there were times when I was giving up. There were times when I say, okay, I'm throwing the towel. I'm here to say to you, here's the miracle worker. Here is Jesus. Just do this with me. I've been giving up. I, 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 there were times when I say, hey, let, let me throw the ball. I don't, wanna, I don't want to play anymore. Just lift up your hand. And would you be so courageous just to come up front and let us pray together. As you are lifting your hand, just come up front, let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I might not know your problem, and I might not know your challenge, but what I know and what I'm able to tell you today, the Holy Spirit who gives gifts, when he has taken over your lives, things are bound to change. Before I invite any of the guys to come and pray with you, let me first share this prayer with you. Let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, King of grace, King of all kings. Here are your children right in front of you, Lord. At times they lose their courage. At times they lose their strength. But I pray today that you may help them to refocus in you. To look unto you as the miracle work of their lives. Bring back the hope Bring back the trust. Bring back, Lord, that love. 
that you always share and help them. Help them to see you for who you are, the one who does wonders, the one who's capable of doing all things even beyond our expectation. I pray, Lord God, whatever door the enemy might try to close on their lives, that you may take away the key and keep those doors of their lives open. I pray, Lord God, that when they feel like they are giving up, you lift up their hands, you strengthen them by your power. I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus and believe it shall be done. Amen. Bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Timber. Thank you for the good work you're doing, <laughs> you and your family. Um, how inspiring it is to hear a man of God share um, on how to examine our own hearts and the motives behind our hearts um, to run the good race and to never give up. And um, we thank you for that, Tim, but we thank you to you and the good work you guys are doing. Dave, I'd like to just invite Dave up. He wants to share one or two things. Thanks, TV. Thank you. Yeah, um, Timber, it's great. It's great to see you again, and Mtondaza as well. Uh, the Lord's been stirring me up over the last little while, and I, I shared this morning about this. I just feel like uh, God's given us a burden to have a very specific receptivity and passion to reach Oslo-speaking people. It's a majority group in our nation, in our ethnic group in our country, and uh, while there's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, and there's an equality, I just feel like we're living in a context where we need to uh, incarnate the gospel in a way that really impacts every grouping of people, whatever cultural, traditional, ling linguistic background they come from. And uh, so I want to ask people to join me in praying that we would be much more fruitful and effective in, in being hospitable and attractive to uh, closer-speaking people. Uh, how many feel like uh, that's a good thing to hold out a prayer to God for? So I'm asking you to join me in that. If we can make a focus on that over the next uh, couple of weeks. And, uh, but secondly, how many speak closer here? Anybody? Thank you. One, two, three, four. How many would like to? If you would like to, stand with me. I want to pray for you because I feel like it's not impossible. God can give us that, the capacity to speak. If He can give it uh, on the day of Pentecost, um, God gave the capacity to speak in unknown languages, eh? missionary languages. So you could even ask God to give you this, uh, the gift of tongues that comes out in closer. Wouldn't that be amazing? Eh? Or he can give you the diligence to spend five minutes a day learning a few extra words every day and, uh, and learning to string it together. And slowly but surely, over just a few months, and Margie, it's possible, eh? Margie speaks closer. So how many can practice your click to Q, the X, and the C, eh? Here we go. <laughs> um, so I'm inviting you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going I'm to ask the Lord to help you, help me. I'm being doing it. Uh, to just take five minutes a day. You can have your quiet time first and then just turn it over and just pick up a couple of key words every day, uh, even just two words a day, one word a day, 
and let it grow on you and find a closer friend that can help you get the clicks right and the, the vocabulary right. And there's so many tools that you can use to, to learn this language. So let's give, let's give time and feet to our passion and prayer. Hey? So if you'd like to learn closer, put your hand out in front of you. Stand with these guys. We're going to pray that God will make a way. Father, I thank you that you've, you're stirring us up to uh, really be effective in reaching people. And we, we know the call to, to incarnate the gospel, to, to live in different cultures in a way that others can, re can relate to the Jesus in us. So, Father, I pray that you'd stir our passion even more, that we would find a diligence being attached to the passion, that we can accomplish this, and that we would find other people wanting to come to see a church that really does want to love a, a variety, a diversity of ethnicities. So, Lord, I pray that these, these people that are standing and saying, help me to learn this language, we would find supernatural empowerment to do it, and that the people would, would be hungry to know more of Jesus, to who puts us in a place and empowers us to fulfill this, that others can come to know you. So, Lord, we, we pray your blessing, your anointing, and that we would see some exciting things come from the seeds that we sow, even in the commitment we make tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. In Timber and Tomdaza, we bless you guys there in Mission Vale and the church that you've planted. Trust that God's going to do a great work ongoingly with you. I was out in Mission Vale this afternoon in Zwiri and just... Um, just seeing so many people on the streets. Well, of course, there's a great celebration because it's the home, home turf of, of Sia, Sia Khaleesi. And you know, just driving down the one street, there must have been 2,000 people in the street just partying, eh? Uh, <laughs> in Sweden, and then going over into Mission Valley and Kwasakeli, I was around that area so often a couple of hours. Uh, and just there's such a, I think, uh, as much as we enjoyed the rugby yesterday, and while it's good for the morale of our nation, let's not idolize it. The true liberty of our nation comes from the gospel. Hey? It's not the gospel of, of, of rugby. It's the gospel of Jesus. And uh, he, will use, he will use this. And so we want to bless people being uh, reaching. And Sia Khaleesi knows the Lord. Hey? And his testimony is strong and clear. So we need to be encouraged that when he comes, I think it's Tuesday, he's going to start the celebration in Zwiri. Because I think it's the first thing they're going to do is just land and bring it to his home territory. We need to pray that they recognize not just, you know, the 12, 11 sense of victory, one, one point victory, but they celebrate the Jesus in his life. Eh? Wouldn't that be awesome? So thank you for your message tonight. Eh? And we appreciate the, the passion of the gospel, the power of the gospel that sets people free. Thank you, David. Okay. Um, I want to invite everyone to stand. We're going to go into time of worship. Ravi and the team are going to lead us into worship. I'm asking you that we really press in this evening.